Welcome to Basement Movie Room. We're back. It's been a while, friends yes. of Basement Movie Room. Uh, although there aren't many of you, although the Indonesian community has been strong. It is. Has been strong. I'm hoping you guys Thank come you back. That. And if you speak English, we would appreciate some comments. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're here and or, we're going to. Or if you don't. If you don't. Give us comments anyway. We'll take them. Yeah. We'll I Google, don't care. We'll Google it. I'll, I'll freetranslate.com it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're here. We have watched two movies tonight and one movie uh, within the last couple of weeks. Uh, it is Barbarian. It is Blade. <laughs> and it is Infernal Affairs. If you haven't seen any yes. of these movies, we're going to spoil the ever-living poop out of them yep. i'm keeping it pg yep if you haven't seen it watch it then come back watching us yeah yeah either way all right barbarian is going to come up first uh so barbarian is uh directed by zach krieger one of the whitest kids you know uh rest in peace trevor mm. uh trevor died uh, like last year mm. and uh we are we watched that on hbo max i believe was that last week or the week before I think Two it was weeks. the week before. Yeah. yeah. So Barbarian is uh, starring um, somebody I can't remember the name of and and um, a Skarsgård child. Yes. Um, and Justin Long, who is also in another movie we watched tonight, sort yeah. of. <laughs> Definitely was in that movie. So Barbarian is the story of basically a Airbnb gone wrong completely wrong and uh it is uh enjoyable I, i'll tell you i'm gonna just come out right out of the gate and saying barbarian is a must watch if you are a fan of horror or a fan of films i think it's a well-made film what did you think yeah it uh we're going the plot description totally i totally enjoyed this movie like going into it i heard good things about it but you know I'm skeptical about horror movies because... I don't all, blame you. Yeah. So, I go in kind of cautious, cautious with it. And <laughs> caustic? Out, caustic. It came out... Very, it came out. <laughs> very caustic. But, uh... I'm going to burn this out, film. I came out very, very pleased yeah. with how this, this movie played out. It's terrific. Enjoyed it. Yeah, it's terrific. So, Barbarian, we start out following the main character, a female whose name I do not remember, and I'm not going to go into it Fantastic. at this point. She's really good. Yeah. Uh, she's a British actress, if I remember. I just can't remember her name. She shows up her, at her Airbnb in Detroit, Michigan, which is you know everybody's favorite vacation destination, mm -hmm. including the Buffalo Bills, who played there this week because there's like eight foot of snow in their field right now. Yeah. Do you see that picture? Did you oh see that picture gosh, of yeah. Buffalo? Holy crap. It would have been fun to watch that game in the snow. Yeah. It would yeah. have just been a pads. Uh, little guys little guys running through yeah. the snow. The, yeah, the running backs would have been able to Montgomery and uh who is uh, the other running back? Singletary. Singletary. Yeah. Uh, not Montgomery. Singletary is yeah. who I was thinking of. Like he's like five seven. Yeah. He would have been running through the snow. It would have been hilarious. You would have literally seen like the Madden playbook. Just the snow moving. It would have been great. But they move it to Detroit, where this yep. movie is set. So she rolls up to her Airbnb and uh, realizes that the key is not there and discovers that the Airbnb has been double booked with Bill Sarsgaard, which is never a good idea because he's he's uh, Pennywise. Yeah. Um, so right off the bat. Yeah. 
you're thinking it, it, it's uncomfortable. Actor, yeah, you know that he normally plays a bad guy. Yeah, and so they're setting you up for what's to come. Yeah, with with him being a possible baddie, bad guy. Yeah, yeah, and it's uncomfortable because yeah, it, like if you were in this situation in real life, it would be wholly uncomfortable, especially yeah. as a female. Yeah, why I mean, are you here? Like, why are you here? So he says, oh, I booked this Duverbo. This is my house as well. And he's like, come on in. We'll figure this out. And the funny thing is, Bill Sarsgaard is 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 a good guy. He's not a bad yeah. guy. He's, he's like doing everything right. He's like, hey, I, I understand why, why you're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm not a bad guy. There's this scene with wine where he's like, I'm not going to open the wine because I understand that you may think there's something up with that. And uh, they're trying to figure out what's going wrong. They both booked this place. And he's like, well, you know, you can just stay. And then one of us will find a place the next day. Mm-hmm. So she goes in. She's she's untrusting of him, which you can't blame her. She's yeah. a female in the, in, in the year 2022. Yeah, it makes sense. She's totally questioning the whole yeah. thing. She completely questions him. And, but so. Sarsgaard plays nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a very nice guy. He's very reasonable in what he does. He doesn't want to scare her. He understands the situation he's in, and he's very reasonable. The wine, they open the wine. They actually end up having a pretty good time together. Wine normally does that. Yeah, wine does that, as does beer from our Four Hens Brewery, a local brewery. Not a sponsor, sponsor. but I do enjoy some Four Hens Brewery. We can use contact high. Uh, High Point Brewery. Uh, hi, I'm fuck not brewery. High Point's a theater here in the St. Louis area, which is a fantastic theater, which neither one of us has probably been to. No, but we should go to it at some point because it's a fantastic little theater, uh, independent theater. But so Sarsgaard invites her in. They end up sleeping in separate rooms, not together. And um, yeah, he gives her his room. I think. Yeah, he offers it to her, but yeah. she doesn't take it. Yeah. He offers her, her, right. her his room. And spoilers, in case you haven't seen this, there's going to be spoilers in this review. Lots. All yeah. the reviews. Yeah. I so. mean, it, watch Red Letter Meteor's review. You can get the full spoilers, but because yeah. uh, I think they're a little bit better at explaining movies than me. But So they stay the night together to try to figure this out. The next day, she goes, and it comes up that they're kind of like, her interest and her, his interests are related because she's like, going to work try to work for a jazz music documentary documentarian mm-hmm. and he is actually a jazz musician yeah that's there in detroit for like setup like right. some kind of like jazz commune or something in this shitty area of detroit that they're in mm-hmm. um, which shitty area of detroit really probably doesn't explain where we are because yeah. detroit is not you know what it once was. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to insult Detroit. It it's a on the great American show. city. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. It's a great American city, but Detroit has had some rough times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not the greatest place to stay. And she has has stayed in, I can't remember the name of the area. Coming but from people that live near St. Louis. St. Louis. <laughs> great area. Great city. Don't yeah. go there. Please don't, don't visit. Yeah. Come out to Wentzville. <laughs> yeah. Well, where we actually live. Yeah. Suburb life. Motherfucker. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah. So they stay the night there. She goes for an interview the next day, comes back to the house, and they um they slowly kind of discover the basement of the house. And 
I guess Sorsgard kind of goes in the basement first to check it out. What's yeah. going on in the basement? He's, he's going to be the macho guy. Yeah, he's going to be the macho dude. Yeah, I'll yeah. figure he's it out. He's being like, yeah. you know, you can be a hero, baby. baby. Yeah. Don't, don't, please, please don't mean me for that. Uh, but he, he goes to the basement first, and she's worried about him because he disappears when he goes in the basement. She goes in the basement to follow him and discovers a secret door in the basement. At that point, it's like, that's one of the complaints in this movie. It's like, why yeah. don't you just leave? Yeah. But she's worried about Bill Sarsgaard. So she doesn't want to leave. She discovers a rape dungeon, essentially. Like, there's a bed and a camera in there. It's clearly a serial killer's rape dungeon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why she doesn't leave at that point, I don't know. I don't think it hurts the movie, because I think the setup of this movie is kind of the strongest points of this movie. Yeah. I mean, mean, I I think you you know the setup was great. Yeah, going going back and setting it up with, uh, who's the actor in in this, uh, the older guy? Oh, it's... uh, Oh crap! The, the, the Richard Brake, yeah, the original owner of the house, Brake, setting up his story. Yeah, we go back and set up his story of time, but yeah. you understand completely what's going on, and it makes it makes sense as to why this place is like yeah. it is. It's not even that I'm talking about though. It's like the whole setup between her and Bill Sarsgaard's conversation oh. about the like the the tension in that room is like palpable because he understands where she's coming from. Like, we're dealing with two millennial actors yeah. here. Mm-hmm. And obviously the Me Too movement has been in, in place, and that's going to come in into play in a little bit in the movie, to be honest. So, you know, the Me Too movement, and, and like he understands like why she would be afraid of him, because men can't be trusted in right. 2022. Yeah. It, it's, it's a damn shame, but men have been kind of terrible. And... Like he understands why she can't trust him, and, and and the setup, it's like uncomfortable almost. You you see it from her point of view. Yeah, like she's uncomfortable, and and he understands that, and he's trying to do whatever he can to make her more comfortable because of this mix. And it's but it still comes off creepy. Yeah, <laughs> he, I mean yeah. him being Bill Sarsgaard comes he's off just creepy. A, he's to be just honest. a creepy looking yeah. guy. Yeah, but like the stuff that he does too is kind of like. Okay, but it's still creepy. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. he's being a nice guy, but he's, it's he's like in, in that nice. realm of yeah. overly nice. Yeah, you're yeah. right. It's overly nice. I, I would qualify. <laughs> he's trying too hard, and he's Pennywise. Yeah. So it's like everybody who's watching this is like, oh, that's fucking Pennywise. He's gonna be the bad guy. Great, not cast. the case. Great cast. It's terrific casting. Zach yeah. Krieger did great on casting in this. Yeah. Krieger, Krieger, however you pronounce his name. So. Come to find out, he's actually a good guy. No no issues there. The first night, they're fine. She goes out for an interview the next day with this documentarian film, and she's like, oh, I'm staying here. And she's like, and the, and the documentarian is like, you should not be you're, staying there. Yeah, you're really, Did you see where you're staying? Yeah. It's like, it's really terrible. And she's like, oh, I, it's I'm It's like fine. any, any fine. big city, the, the worst part of town that you can stay in is where they're at. Yeah. But <laughs> the thing, you know, you got to kind of give her the benefit of the doubt because she did show up at this place at night. At night, she doesn't in realize. The rain. Yeah, she doesn't know. She doesn't so know. So she can't really see anything around. Yeah, her. nothing at all. She's got this house, this nice house. Yeah, it looks very nice. Yeah, yeah. So she's focused on that the whole time. Yeah, and she doesn't realize where yeah. she's at until. So- <laughs> 
until she comes until she leaves in the daylight she kind of yeah. realizes where to she's go at like it looks adventure. terrible it's like yeah. burnt out bombed yeah, out she's, places she's looking around like oh. it's like oh where am i staying yeah so she sleeps in the main room in the house i, I remember that he sleeps on the couch mm-hmm. but the next day she goes out and they're like you shouldn't be staying there why don't you stay somewhere else and they're like there's a convention in town all the hotels are full I'm not going to say she couldn't have like stayed 10 miles out of town. It probably been okay, but yeah. whatever on that. It it, it is a movie where we need it to be set up as a setup. So she goes back to the house and as she returning to the house, there's a homeless man running down the street. Don't go in the house. Don't go in the house. And yeah. like, she just thinks like some crazy homeless yeah, person. She goes in the house, locks herself in. Bill Sarsgaard. Whatever. Yeah. Get away yeah. from me. Yeah. yeah Bill Sarsgaard's in there. And they decide to check out the basement. Yeah. Uh, which is the first mistake <laughs> in the movie. It's real stupid. It's a horror trope that you check out areas you shouldn't check out. They check out the basement. Uh, Bill Sarsgaard goes down there and she kind of loses him. And she's like, oh my God, where are you? I, I got to go check on you. She goes down there and discovers a secret door, which Bill Sarsgaard has clearly discovered or already knew about. That's kind of the, the feeling we're supposed to get, that he may have already known about this. She discovers the rape dungeon, which is down there, which is just like a twin bed with a yeah. camera. And then it goes farther down, even. It's like way down. And so it's she... like never-ending. Yeah it, yeah, it seems forever. So she continues going down there. She discovers Bill Sarsgaard runs back. It's like, we got to get out of here. And then he is like murdered. Yeah. Sorry, spoilers! It's just the whole hallway scene is so creepy. It's it's suspenseful. It's dark it, it makes your light, it gets you that feeling in the gut. The people that come into the light, like it's not like a jump scare or anything, but it's like it it's slowly, creepy. You're creepy in the dark. You know what? I've got two people that are trying to survive, uh, and it's it just gives you that. You know what? I, I compare it to you. Remember the end of Blair Witch? Yeah, where the guys in the corner 100%. and Heather Donahue is yeah. there, it, it feels very much like that. Except yeah. we don't think it's real. Obviously, we know yeah. it's a movie. Some people thought the Billy Rich was real, which was crazy. And even Andy, even and, at uh, this, even at this point though, I still don't feel like you know Skarsgård is. I, I, I think he's like playing this out. You feel like he does, yeah. But then he's he gets killed. This out, yeah. and then he gets killed. Yeah, I mean, like all of a sudden you see him. He's like, "We gotta get out of here. We gotta get here." Damn. Yeah. And at that point, you know he is not the bad guy yeah. here. He was a good guy. We don't have any worries about him. And then it's just like, boom! Flashback to 1960s or yeah. 1970s. I don't know which one it is. Yeah. With Richard Brake, um, we get a whole scene. I, I guess it's like 15, 20 minutes with Richard Brake yeah, in the back, 70s, where back when they were in their. Detroit yeah. was in its heyday. This was fine. Yeah, yeah. we were with GM was Ford's rocking. Been, yeah, yeah, GM and Ford were yeah. rocking in there, and and since heyday, and Richard Brake is 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 talking to his neighbor, and his neighbor's like, "Oh, I'm we're getting out of here. The neighborhood's going downhill." Yeah. And Richard Brake, I'm never leaving. You it's know, it's like the Carter. Area. And it shows him go out, and you get this slow feeling that he's not a great guy where he's like telling a person I'm having a baby and she's giving me all his supplies and he's stalking a lady and he puts on a uniform for a like electric company or something Mm -hmm. not even electric company he just says Pablo on it which is weird because he's clearly a works for the city yeah he works for the city he goes to this house and you you clearly get the feeling he's a serial killer or a serial rapist of some kind and then 
as that scene ends, she's returning to the house. Yeah. We return to the house and she this is where she goes in the basement with um actually no, no, she's yeah. already done that. We 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 she's already <laughs> going to the basement and we get to Richard Break scene, and then we go to Justin Long. Out of nowhere. Yeah. To be honest. We just go to cuts, Justin Long cuts to just California. like happy sunny Driving, California. Yeah. Where he's being accused of uh of rape yeah. by one of his co stars. He's a Hollywood star, he's in a new show, being accused of rape. And he's like, no, I'm not this. And then we get the, the yeah, fact that... It's a bunch that, of BS, you know. Yeah, yeah he's in me trying to ruin, movement, my, ruin you know. my career. He, he's, you, he's, you get the feeling he's not a great guy yeah. in this movie. And, and, and honestly, Justin Long's perfect casting for this because yeah. he looks like such an innocent guy. Yeah. So he goes... He, he ends up having to pay a bunch of legal fees to defend himself from this rape allegation and the civil suit. And he ends up having to go back to Michigan and stay in a house yeah. he owns, He's running which out of money. is the house. He loses all of his... Yeah. Loses his show, his money, everything. So, yeah. so he has to go to back to Michigan, back. Yeah, where to he's from, place. and he's living in his house that he owns there. It's an investment property. Yeah. And as he goes in the house, he discovers that there's been people there, that there may be somebody staying there, and it's obviously the bags of Bill Sarsgaard and uh, our main character, whose name I can't remember, and I feel bad for that, because she's terrific in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... He starts snooping around. We should see her more stuff. Yeah, before. she's terrific. Yeah. She's terrific. She's in that other movie that uh, Red Letter Media talked about. Mike really, I think Mike or Jay really liked. Like, uh, I can't remember the name of, but she's in a very good movie that they liked, and we need to watch that at some point. But yeah, he starts remember. snooping around because he wants to sell the place to make money, and he's like measuring everything. He's like. Oh, the basement can possibly count in uh, square footage. So he goes down yeah. there and discovers the secret room, and he out. How fucking stupid he gets to the rape room yeah. and just is measuring it like it's no big deal, yeah. and then he discovers that there's more and there's underground. Yeah. Clearly, he's had <laughs> that kind of set up before. Yeah, so so he gets to the underground kind of to and discovers kind of like there's some creepy things going on. He gets imprisoned with our main character, the the female character, and discovers that she's been there for a while and that she kind of knows what's going on, and. We we come to find out ultimately that Richard Brake's character is still alive down there, and that the the individual that's imprisoning him is the child of one of his rape victims that he's yeah. kind of raised without any interaction in a cage, and she doesn't know, you know, she's she's not a bad person. She just doesn't know what she's doing. I she's think a bit of a barbarian. A barbarian. <laughs> so. So she is imprisoning them and trying to treat them as her child because she, she has this she actually, only thing she can watch she is a video on raising me, a child. She actually reminds me of the uh, the old woman from uh, Army of Darkness in the castle scene when oh God. it's the crazy, you know. Yeah. You know. Where they're in the crazy scene where down the, yeah, the, the pit. Like, Come get some. Come get some. Yeah. That this is my boomstick. She looks just like that. Yeah, except totally naked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, except totally naked. Totally yeah. naked. So we're coming to discover that Richard Brake has been basically raping women and keeping the children and raising them in like captivity, and that's who this yeah. this particular barbarian for de- is for decades. Yeah, for decades, and that's that's who this is. Is a child of one of his rape victims that he raised in a cage, and she thinks she should be capturing these people and take care of them mm-hmm. and if they don't let her take care of them she's killing them yeah and so 
the main character is talking to Justin Long. And she, for some reason, she immediately trusts Justin Long as opposed to like Bill Sarsgaard because I guess he's in the same situation. Yeah. You know, she trusts him, and she's like, "We got to get out of here." You know, she wants to be you to be her Once baby. Again, it goes back to Long has a more trusting face than Scar- yeah, yeah, Scar- he does. But there's know. that scene before he gets into all this where he's with his, uh, you know, he says the. The the big F word, not the not the F bomb, the big F word to one of his friends and meets his friend at a bar and he's like, Oh no, that bitch is like oh, yeah. accusing me of shit. And that's Zach Krieger, Just by the being... way. I don't know if that's if you knew that. That's Zach oh, Krieger. No. His friend is Zach Krieger, the director of the movie oh, okay. from the Wise Kids You Know. So as he's in prison, the 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 beast, the barbarian, comes and tries to feed him a bottle and treat him oh. as a baby. She's like, "You have to, you have to do this." That like so, she thinks you're you're his you're you're her baby. Yeah, the 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 hand with the bottle just yeah. coming through that grate, and then trying to feed it. Yeah, she takes so him. Creepy. She grabs him out and leaves the cage open and tries to breastfeed oh, him. Yes. Oh, it is so uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh. All that is just so, so yeah. very uncomfortable, which makes you, you know, the lead had to have done that. Yeah, seems you know, so. Yeah, that's why she's still alive. So seems she's a, she's very a survivalist. Much so. Yeah, yeah. So she takes this opportunity to crawl out and get out of the house and get to a gas station where she calls the police. Detroit police are fucking shitty. To be honest, they come and they think she's just some druggie or something calling yeah. craziness. And they go to the house and they're like, oh, did you break this window? Because that's how she escaped. And they're like, they don't believe her. Yeah. So they leave. Yeah, the neighborhood that they're in. I mean, they're like, okay. They don't believe We're her. We're out whatsoever. of here. Yeah, yeah, they don't believe her. So they leave and she, she feels, for some reason, some responsibility to rescue, rescue a guy she's known for five minutes. Sorry. And goes back in the house to rescue Justin Long, who at this point has kind of escaped from the main gal and got to Richard Brake's room Mm -hmm. and discovered that he's still alive down there and that somehow he's getting food and stuff. Plot hole, I give you that. It's ridiculous that he's lived for this long with no food underneath the house. But I'm willing to forgive it for the rest of the movie because it's well written and well done. Uh, so he's discovered that and he's escaping. She helps him get out and they get out at night and they meet that homeless man earlier that had come back. Honestly, and they, they could have gone without that whole scene. The homeless man? No, the uh, Richard Bray. Richard Bray. Yeah, they could have done they could have. They could have done well with like just having a corpse. They could. In yeah. the bed. It would have been fine. And no food. Because yeah. he didn't say that anything. Been, yeah. He says nothing. He can't. He's just done. He kills himself. Just yeah. Just put a corpse in the bed. Yeah. I think that would have been a lot better of a scene. I mean, the assumption is that she's probably like breastfeeding him to keep him alive. That's the only. Yeah. That's the only. He's got got stuff in the room. Yeah. So unless 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 she's going out and she's taking foraging at night. Yeah. But there's no real houses around there. Is the problem. In any case, they both get out. She rescues Justin Long. They both get out and they go down the street. The homeless man comes up and like, oh, you know, come with me. You know, we'll be safe. And <laughs> which is the funniest part of the oh, movie. God. He takes him into like his little like hovel, like little homestead. Yeah. He's like, they're like, well, like, why didn't she come here? And he's like, I've been living here for 15 years and that bitch ain't never come here. Yeah. <laughs> and she just immediately says right, that Buster yeah. Wall tears Boom. his arm off and kills him. Yeah. 
And that's and when the movie went freaking nuts. It's crazy. It's off the rails at that point. But yeah. it's still good. Yeah. So they run up a water tower or some kind of tower at some point, And Justin Long, showing his true color, sacrifices our main character to save his own ass. Yeah. But she doesn't die. He goes down and discovers she's not dead. The monster is not dead as well. He thought he'd killed her. And the monster kills her. And ultimately, she escapes at that point. Um, kills. Long. Yeah, she kills. They, the monster kills Long. Yeah. The monster is gone. The main character escapes. Yeah. But that that's kind of it. And, and and the way I'm describing it is anticlimactic. It's it's better than that, to be honest with you. It's way better than yeah, what I'm saying. You still got to check it out. Yeah, you got to check yeah. it out. I think it's well written. It's well done. Horror movie wise, it's probably one of the best in the last ten years. I'm yeah. not gonna say it's the best, but I'm pretty high on it myself. Yeah, I the mean, main actress is fantastic. She's and I wish I could remember her she's damn name. Constantly like questioning, yeah, everything that's going on around her. Yeah, she's a smarter scream queen. Yeah, so for sure. But yeah, is it perfect? No. Is it <laughs> enjoyable? Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's and, and I almost think it is perfect. One of the my one of the better. One of the better horror movies I've seen in a long time. A long time. Yeah. I mean, there, you know, it's like Jordan Peele came from comedy and is making these fantastic horror films. Although, mm-hmm. Us was not my favorite. I love Get Out. Get Out's fantastic. Yeah. Get Us was, was not my favorite. Yeah. But this is along the same lines where we have a comedy director coming out and making a fantastic horror film and it's really interesting because comedy and horror are i think relevant to each other because comedy takes a certain like ability to understand their audience and i think horror does as well i think comedians are pretty self-aware yeah very much so and so they kind of see things in a different light so it makes them Makes it a little easier for them to produce something like a horror movie. There's no doubt. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's no. true. I think comedians, I think comedy and horror kind of go hand in hand because it's like comedians understand real life and what is funny with mm-hmm. real life. And I think they, they, they translate it to, to horror and understand what can scare people yeah. as opposed to make people laugh. And then, you know, some guys will have a comedy act that makes fun of horror movies. Like, yeah. Why does she run up the stairs? And, and that's the thing. The tropes you know, are all like in that. this movie. Yeah. The tropes are all in this movie, but they're less apparent because right. it's like there's reasons behind it. They're like there. when she goes down the basement, reason. it's yeah. because Bill Sarsgaard is down there. She needs to help him. Yeah. When she goes, when when she escapes and comes back, it's because Justin Long is there and she thinks she needs to help him. There's no bad reason for her to get into these situations. Yeah. It's a good reason because she is a good person as opposed to like a selfish person like Justin Long ends up being yeah. in this movie. She Which is a good person. Long Justin Long's character building in the short period of time yeah. that he's in this movie is pretty amazing. Everybody's character building is yeah. great. I mean, like, you know even her. You feel like you know these characters. Yeah. Even though you're spending a short period of time. Sarsgaard is even the Sarsgaard. least developed character, but, but you, even you him. Understand him. Yeah. Yeah. He's the least developed character. You do, but, but even you him. don't because you're constantly on You're edge questioning him. Because you're like, you're it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because we went in that movie, this movie knowing nothing about it. Yeah. And that's the way to go into this movie. So if you listen to the review, you're fucked up. 
Yeah. So watch it first. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I ruined this movie for you. Or I made this movie better for you. I don't know. But the movie is so well done. I mean, the first like 45 minutes is not the horror part of it. And that's that's no. what I like. I, I mean, I was I, I when it's we were nice watching, I was like, "This is really fucking good." I yeah. said that to you, like in the first forty five minutes, where yeah. there wasn't any horror. This is really good. This is really well done. I'm yeah. shocked at how good this is. I didn't expect it. Like I'd heard it's good, but I'm like, "Oh, it's just a horror movie." I'm, I I don't know. And I was like, "This is really good. This is really really doing a good job at what it's supposed to do." And it, it even threw us threw us off because we're like, "Oh gosh, okay, girl." Guy, I, I was sure Sarsgaard was going to be nice a bad house, guy. yeah. You know, but the guy's not supposed to be there. It's like, okay, we already see where this is going, but it, it, it throws a nice little curveball. Oh, no doubt, huge and, uh, curveball. Yeah. So, I love it when that happens. In yeah. A horror movie. Absolutely. I mean, it's like so. it's the perfect way to do a horror film. You, it, it's not, it's not unlike our other horror films. It's it's very much like another horror film, but I think the the benefit this has is that they take their time yeah. with it. It's like we go to Friday the Thirteenth, something like Friday the Thirteenth. We're getting to introduce all the all the characters, but they're just you know horny teenagers. Yeah. In Friday the Thirteenth, this is not the same just, thing. Yeah. We have career people that are, are getting into the situation, and 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 they give them reasons. Like I said to do the things they do as opposed to just be like I'm a stupid asshole yeah. you know like most horror films real life I mean I, people I go back to Scream when I when I watch something like this like Wes Craven with Scream he gave uh, us reasons to like the characters even though like Drew right. Barrymore even who dies yeah. very quickly in Scream we have a reason to, to connect with that character she's just a normal human being it's not yeah. like we're dealing with somebody making stupid decisions she's just somebody who gets murdered and yeah. scream I think and I don't think this movie's like scream but it's the best comparison I can get is to like character building we and then after we marry more we meet you know Sidney Prescott who's Nev Campbell's character right things like that we, we're, we build character before we get into the whole plot of the movie and I yeah. think that's important horror I think that's a lot of things that modern horror is missing outside of like does. yeah 100% yeah A24 I mean, and and, and Firms like uh, you know production companies like that, which is not A twenty four. It's just like it's Warner. I don't know. It's on HBO Max. You spend you spend enough time on these characters yeah. and not too much. You got to get that character boring. Yeah, you got to be invested mind. in these characters, yeah. and you are with Bill Sarsgaard and the main character, who's again, I'm you really tell, sorry. You tell, I don't remember the name. You tell a, a good story in a short period of time with each character it, and this is what you got yeah this is, this is terrific <clears throat> you know Zach Krieger I look forward to any movies you even, make going even the the inbred in this yeah she's not giving a backstory but you understand where she's coming what's from what's going on there yeah. yeah yeah so what's who's the true barbarian it's where? Justin Long <laughs> yeah Justin Long is the true barbarian in this yeah. movie the guy's a complete douchebag in this yeah. movie and he he doesn't know that he's the bad guy but he really is the bad guy yeah and like the 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 am monster I, in this movie is doing, not a bad guy doesn't even say am i am i a good guy doing bad things he thinks he's just a good guy yeah but he's not he clearly did what he is accused of yeah the monster's not a bad guy she's doing what she thinks yeah. is right well even his act of 
sacrificing her. Yeah. For his complete douche for move. His, for his uh benefit. Yeah. You know, twice. He only thinks about himself. It was the, twice. The main character only thinks about others. Yeah. He thinks about herself. He, uh, he sacrificed her twice. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. He's such a he's such a terrible person in this movie. But yeah, but uh, does, okay. he do, he doesn't come off as just a, a horrible person. That's the thing. No, he's he, likable. He's likable, but also terrible. But he's, he's yeah, he's an he's an a hole. Yeah. So he he's he's Harvey Weinstein Jr. Oh, don't sue me. <laughs> Is that what he called his? That's what he called his dick. <laughs> yeah, you can say dick. We're okay. Just long. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so okay. So let's go to rating. I think we. Well, I mean, we talked like thirty minutes about this movie. Yeah, this is I mean, that's how good this movie is that we've talked thirty minutes about this movie at this point. So let's go to rating, and I'm going to give it to you first because I think you're going to be lower than me because mm, I don't think so. <laughs> Where you at? I can't give a perfect score. See, you're lower than me. <laughs> I was I was a tick under a perfect score because I do mine in point ones. Uh, so I'm at a four nine. Yeah, that's pretty close. Yeah. I'm at a five. This is a perfect movie for me. Why why are you at a four nine though? I mean the whole time I'm entertained. The whole time I you think you have a movie figured out at a certain point, but then it throws a curveball at you. <laughs> oh, this one does. That, and that did that for me. And you didn't have the typical stupid horror crap that's the, going on. They're, they're in there, but it's they make there, but more it, sense. It, yeah. There's ex- explanation. Story building's great. I cared about the characters more than anything. I cared yeah. about the characters. And I mean, just the creepiness involved. Yeah, it had me. It had the hairs on my neck raising at times. I'm like, oh, okay, that's a great horror movie. For yeah, me. so it works well. Four nine. Yeah, I'm at a perfect five because I don't do half scores or anything. I don't do yeah. points, so I'm at a perfect five. This five, is yeah. my favorite movie of the year. This is right above the Batman for my favorite movie of 2022. Oh, I'll be honest, it's right above the Batman. Batman. Yeah, so it, I, I I think I connected with this movie so well because this movie like takes the horror tropes and sets them to the side and uses them. Yeah. Like everything makes sense in this movie. Like it's my favorite movie of the year, and it's it's fucking November. I mean, Violent Night maybe can take no, this one. No, it won't take this one over. I don't know. I we're gonna review know. that one, and we're going to the theater to review that one. So be prepared. That is in two weeks, my friends. I'm excited about. I'm so excited. No. But yeah, the the fact that this this takes horror tropes and explains them, I think, makes this a perfect movie. And the casting is impeccable. I love Bill Sarsgaard as the bad guy because everybody's like, oh my God, it's it. He's going to be the bad guy. It's the guy. It's the guy. And And (laughs) yeah, once I saw him, I was like, gosh, dang it. This movie, it's not going to be as good as what people are saying. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's as good as people are saying. (laughs) And then casting Justin Long as kind of like the rapist douchebag also works because Justin Long is, he's the Mac guy. He's yeah. he's he's the porn star from yeah. Zack and Mary Make a Porno. Oh he's the Lord. gay porn star, and it's like he's never played a role where he's 
technically not a good guy. Yeah. I mean, at least that I've seen. I guess maybe he has, but I didn't see Tusk. Maybe he's a bad guy in Tusk. But yeah, I mean, casting him in this role is is perfection. Everything's casted for to perfection everything's terrific the whole world building at the first between bill sarsgaard and the main character hour, is just perfect hour and a half hour and uh, where are we at right now you're you've got it on the screen yeah, i think hour, we're at hour and four we're, we're at like 36 minutes into the movie and we haven't got barely the horror movie uh portion of it i, I think we're i think we're at 36 minutes yeah so forty-four minutes so, in, yeah, we we half, just got to the real horror portion where we figured out who our bad guy yeah, it's is. It's like an hour and forty-five. Minutes. It's really, really well done. It's fantastic. I recommend this movie of the highest recommendation for me. Watch it in it's the dark fantastic. room. Watch it. Oh, we did. We did. Yeah. Watch it in my theater room. Yeah, yeah. It was fantastic. Watch it in a very dark room. And, and not even that it's that scary. Movie. To be honest, this movie is not that scary. <coughs> it's just so well done for a horror film. It's fantastic. All right. So, anything else to say on this one? No. Watch it. Watch motherfucking Barbarian. Boom. <laughs> just do it. Do it. All right. So, that's Barbarian. <laughs> We're going to move on to our next film. Blade! Blade! 1998's Blade. Yes. Starring Wesley Snipes, directed Wesley by uh, Stephen Norrington, and also starring um, Stephen Dorff Dorf. and Chris Christopherson. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, so uh, just initial thoughts of Blade. I mean, we've seen this movie a hundred times, yeah. probably. I mean, this movie initially is just like part of our our history culture yeah it's (laughs) 90s culture yes on full display with blade blade is is the 1990s incarnate i think this started the leather tech techno i'm gonna say this matrix stole from blade oh yeah and blade is more influential on future movies than anybody gives it credit for. oh yeah like the the whole slow-mo bullet time granted that came from probably the max Payne game but slow-mo bullet times in this movie first the leather clothing the the 1990s feel to this movie kung fu integrated yeah yeah Yeah. wesley snipes is a fantastic blade was before matrix so yeah i mean it kind of i mean this movie does not get enough credit for it really doesn't what it it also gets started maybe too much credit because CG is fucking the awful CG in this movie. Is just, this is during the era of oh we can do this on a computer. This is 1998. So too. yeah, we can do this on a computer, so it's gonna look cool and people are gonna think it's real. Yeah, no. and that's not the case. Like we watched, remember, it, we watched your DVD, oh. and I was happy we watched your DVD because yeah. I feel like watching anything above I even brought 480p I was like, I was is like, a bad idea. What do you think this would look like in 4K? No. No. (laughs) I don't want to see this in 4K. And it's probably got a 4K release, or at least on Hulu. It's on Hulu if you don't watch Blade. If you've never seen Blade, see Blade. Watch the DVD, or if you have a VHS. Yeah, watch a VHS, because that's going to look even better. Yeah. Because the technology that they used in this 
was VHS technology. It's mediocre at best. Yeah. yeah. No, in the actual movie. We're, we're five years past Jurassic Park. I've told yeah. you, Jurassic Park is my <laughs> CG deadline that I need. Yeah. And if your CG is not as good as Jurassic Park, you have failed past 1993. What's the saying? The best CG is the CG that you don't know that's there. Yeah, you don't need to know it's there. Yeah. So, there's right. a lot of CG that you know that's there. Yeah, and it's real Blade, bad. Yeah. It's cartoonish almost. So, Blade is the story. Go ahead. Yeah, you, no, I was just, it. no, yeah, go ahead. Get to the... Okay. Blade is the story of the vampire hunter Blade uh, from the comic books. I guess we start probably later in the comic books you were saying. The yeah. comic books start earlier when, when he's he was a, a teenager, right. give or take. So Blade is uh, a vampire hunter. He is a half vampire, half human daywalker is what yes. they call him. They call him the daywalker. The movie <laughs> opens uh, with uh, Tracy Lords yeah. <laughs> taking uh, David Lemansky from The Shield. Poor I don't know his real name. Poor man's Andy uh, Rourke. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Back in nine and a half weeks. Down to a party in a meat factory where it's... It's clearly a vampire party, yeah. and they call it the bloodbath. I mean, and we got Prodigy playing in the background. Would you, would you ever go to a party in a meat factory? Seems like a bad idea. Where there's hooks hanging Seems from the like ceiling. A bad idea. Yeah, you cannot trust. In college, though, I'd probably go. You probably would. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have because I was a dork. But um, <laughs> I was a dork too. But I was just very <laughs> susceptible to peer pressure. <laughs> 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 so so Blade opens in this meat factory. Uh this guy is walking through the party. He's not a vampire and he slowly discovers that he's surrounded by vampires having a bloodbath party, which is not revealed till the lights kick on and blood starts spraying spraying from the ceiling. You made and a good the, point. And the banner. Why behind? waste all the blood? Yeah, I mean that's like, their main source. Is it cow blood? Food. I mean, is it cow blood or are we been. dealing pig blood? Maybe yeah. they don't want that really. But like he's sitting there in the party and all the vampires start coming out he's freaking out and he crawls out of the party and runs to a black boot and it's Blade played by Wesley Snipes one of the best superhero reveals I mean mean, Marvel movie this started the Marvel movie generation in my opinion this was the best Marvel movie to date to 1998. to 1998 yeah oh i mean we didn't have a lot of competition we no. have captain america from 1990 which abel uh, what was it? abel ferrara directed that he no, had the that fantastic he had the fantastic four yeah from uh, the uh roger corman's old, fantastic yes. four nobody wanted that I mean, there was they didn't release of, that yeah there was a lot of uh a lot of not so good Marvel. Yeah. But so, this wasn't recognized. Marvel was Marvel also proper. pretty much bankrupt at that point. Yeah. So it was easy to get this license. Right. But they cast Wesley Snipes as the vampire hunter. And this opening party, he is just destroying. He is amazing. Oh. His his martial arts skill is amazing. And Donald Logue plays Quinn, one of the main vampires yes. in the movie. Wesley Snipes has clearly had an interaction with him before. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, tortures him somewhat yeah thought he tried fire yeah i thought he'd try fire he sets him on fire which hilariously enough actually sets up a lot of the rest of the movie Mm -hmm. because he didn't kill him he just set him on fire the police real police came he he only set him on fire and (laughs) quinn goes to the hospital as a burnt body and ends up like 
waking up and killing two people well trying to kill two people kills doesn't kill either one of them ultimately in the, in the end of it but he bites this hematologist doctor and blade is out there looking for a man called deacon frost who yeah. is the 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 main vampire he believes is is the problem with yeah. vampires he's gonna go after him chris christopherson plays his like weapons man i guess is what we really get out of yeah, that and like his father his, figure his father yeah. figure he's the one that found him yeah he, he found was, him when he's 13 yeah, is what he, he says was, yeah on the so he was eating homeless people yeah. when he was 13 yeah. trying to survive so <laughs> but he's a day walker and that's that's true the comic blade's mother was bitten when she was pregnant it shows this in the movie yeah. and blade was born uh as half vampire half man essentially mm-hmm. so he can walk in the day he has all the Strengths of the vampires, but none of the weaknesses, no weaknesses. except for the blood. Yeah. The blood thirst. The thirst. Basically. Right. So <clears throat> he is on a quest to destroy vampires. That's his job. He does a good job of it. He's mm-hmm. a great martial artist. He discovers that Deacon you know, Frost brought up to you. Oh. I was like, Man, I wish I could fight like that and just like walk into like a a white supremacist party <laughs> and just start kicking ass like that yeah it'd be nice <laughs> yeah it would you know, be nice or you know any any kind of hate group like that you know it'd be fun yeah and i'll be honest this is a tough plot to describe because there's not a lot of plot to it it's yeah, really I mean, like blade wants to take down deacon frost deacon frost wants to capture blade but there's a little twist in in there and a little slight twist yeah. yeah so you really don't see that so yeah we're working towards blade yeah. trying to capture deacon frost deacon frost trying to take over the vampire council which made up a bunch of crusty old white and asian men essentially yeah. including orson welles yeah orson welles in it. yeah it's looks in like orson movie. welles very yeah. much so oh. uh so deacon frost is studying the studying the uh vampire bible blade yeah. discovers this book of but not a new. I can't want to say uh, it's not it's a new money, but it's like yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah. Erebus, Erebus, Erebus. Yeah, and he discovers that they're trying to bring back La Magra. Yeah, who is the yeah. blood god, the vampire to end all vampires. So Deacon Frost's goal is to take over the Vampire Council. He kills Udo Kier ultimately to take over the Vampire Council, and then brings all the Vampire Council to. Uh, and when he captures Blade, brings the Vampire Council to. Essentially, create the blood this, god. Yeah, to this temple. Yeah, yeah. And really, I'm skipping a whole a, lot. Yeah, but I mean, none of it not, matters. No, it, there's it, the it big really fat vampire named Pearl that I yeah. thought was a woman, but it's actually a man. The records keeper. It's just Blade yeah. doing his investigation to try, try and find Deacon Frost. Yeah, he figures so, out what the blood god is. Yeah, he yeah. figures. Yeah, they figure out what that is, yeah. and then they walk kind of right into a trap yeah. for the blood god, Deacon Frost brings uh, Blade in there for the Blood God ceremony. Meanwhile, the doctor that was bit earlier has befriended Blade yeah. and she's becoming a vampire and Blade is trying to keep that from happening and she's trying to discover a cure to yeah. vampirism yeah. and discovers actually something that destroys vampires by like exploding cells. Yeah. Which, which comes brings play. us to one of the best parts of the movie is when Blade is going to find Deacon Frost and you got a little bit of a, you know, big trouble in Little China hallway scene there. <laughs> you do. Oh my gosh! With some swelling, exploding heads. Of, of big trouble in a China, Little China. Yeah, was it, it's like Chinese architecture too. Yeah. So that adds to it. That I definitely like adds I was right it. back in that movie. Yeah, it's it's pretty so, funny in that regard. Yeah, but so 
really, it's hard to explain this plot because there's not much of one in this yeah. movie. It's just like Blade killing vampires. Blade going to rid so, the world of vampires. Yeah, so ultimately, Deacon Frost and Blade meet in a park, and Deacon Frost says, hey, why don't you join us? You can, you know, you can make yeah. us all your way, and Blade's like, no way, and there's like a little Asian girl that gets thrown through yeah. a plate glass window or something like that. But the ba- the and biggest survive. Yeah, she's any, fine. She's any fine. Any wounds? She she's got a little move, glass move on. Here. Little yeah. move on. Yeah. So the base the the big part of this movie is the final like yeah. fifteen there's not, minutes. There's not much plot. Yeah, there's not much plot. The final fifteen minutes, Blade is captured, and they use him to create the Blood God along with like twelve, eleven, yeah. of uh, the Vampire Council to create but the Blood God. They use his mom. To capture. They do. His mom is still alive. Yeah, they kept That's his the mom thing. alive. Spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen this, it's <laughs> over 20 years old. So it is 24 years it's almost, old. It'll be which, 25 years Which old. feels terrible <laughs> when I think about it because, you know. Oh, my gosh. That means I am 42 years old at this point. He'll be 42 in June. Don't let him joke. <laughs> still so. older than me. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, they use they use his mom to capture him. who he thought was dead. Yeah, so you don't get her until the last what, yeah, like twenty minutes, which movie. is kind of silly because yeah. you think they would have used her before then. So, but they kill Whistler, Christopher yeah. Christopherson, Chris Christopherson character. Uh, Say that ten times. Kill Whistler. <laughs> yeah, because Blade Two might change that a bit. Oh, yeah, which Blade Two is great. Yeah, so Blade has to. He creates the blood god with his blood, and then the doctor saves him, and he like feeds on her to get his strength back, and goes on to take on Deacon Frost. Deacon Frost has become the blood god, but although I think he's only become somewhat the blood god because that one gal one guy. killed the one guy. Yeah, I think there's a weakness there. Yeah, I think there's a weakness there. So Blade takes him on, and this like um, honestly, none of this. <laughs> third act really makes a lot of sense no none at all it's all just action it doesn't matter it's nonsense good. it's good stuff it's, it's fun yeah. yeah it's fun to watch wesley snipes just kick, kick yeah ass. it's a lot of fun yeah so basically it's just like 15 <coughs> minutes of wesley snipe taking out people yeah and then with facing techno, off with deacon frost techno with techno music. sound night like the first scene of it i was like this is the 90s encapsulated oh, in yeah, one scene yeah yeah the uh the whole dance club <laughs> yep, that's it. It's Prodigy playing too. Yeah, Prodigy. It's Prodigy. Yeah. So, Wesley Snipes take on Deacon Frost, and this serum, this like anticoagulant that the doctor discovered, destroys vampire cells. Which there's no indication of how she discovered that. Yeah. But that's what he has in these darts and he recovers these recovers these darts and kicks them into Deacon Frost and we get the greatest line in the history of cinema feel free some motherfuckers always gotta ice skate uphill fuck yes <laughs> we rewind it we rewound twice it because we missed it the first time because we missed it yeah and then one of us had to use the bathroom and yeah so yeah. we watched it we're like, some this motherfuckers is, always this is the whole reason we uphill. watched the movie that is that is the best line. <laughs> best of all time. Best worst line. Yeah, like Wesley Snipes yeah. is a god because of that line. Yeah. Like, if I met Wesley Snipes, I'd be like, hey, can you do the line from the end of Blade? Yeah. And I would be like, can you put it in my voicemail? 
Motherfucker, you had a damn mic. No, not that one. <laughs> I'd be like, that's that's good too. That's another good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I need the ice skate one. Oh back. God. So yeah. So yeah. There, of course, there's, there's certain quotes that stick out in your mind from movies, and this one. We say that one all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I say that on you know when we're on the headset on you know Call of Duty. You know, or whatever, PUBG or Halo, you know. <laughs> mostly Call of Duty these mo- days. Mostly Call of Duty, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it, that is one of my favorite lines because it's so... It, it's so good. So it's good. so good. So good. And, and the CGI gets real dodgy oh. in this last couple scenes. Uh, thankfully, they didn't go with the original ending. Oh, because man. If you watch the special features, the CGI on that one is fucking terrible. Even worse. It's even worse. And I'm not sure how it can be worse, but it is. Oh. But the ending, he kills Deacon Frost, of course, and goes on to hunt more vampires. There's really no benefit from killing Deacon Frost other than stopping the yeah. blood god. At, and least, whatever that at least the was. end of this movie kind of connects with the second movie. Yeah, you he's know. killing the Russian at the end. Yeah, goes you were in the bathroom at that yeah. point. But yeah, I remember. remember that. Yeah. So yeah, Blade One, Dovarish. Yes, and then the second one. Is yeah. All I consider in the Blade franchise. Yeah, we're not going to talk about Blade Three, and we'll so. see how the new Blade works out if it ever actually gets made yeah. with Mahershala. Yeah, got a good cast there. Yeah. Cast uh, for Blade. So yeah. So that is the Blade so, review. So where do you rate Blade oh on man. the five-star scale? This it's is tough. tough. It's this tough. Is tough. I mean, for the type of movie genre, okay, we got to go to the comic book genre. <laughs> right. need to go there. Uh, do we go on like a Marvel scale? Pre-Marvel? Uh, I'm not. I'm just writing on the standard scale. Pre-Marvel, you know... I'll give it a four. Give it a solid four. I would give it higher if it wasn't for a terrible third <coughs> act. The yeah. third act is just like, oh, it's laughable. But the first, you know, leading up to that, it's a pretty good, pretty good time. Yeah. And then it just yeah, gets it's goofy. Good. It's good. That it's last, a little goofy in the first that last, third, but that last thirty minutes gets real good. It's real goofy. Yeah. I'm so. in a three five. Because I love this movie, but I just can't yeah. go higher than that because it is it has significant problems. Oh, yeah, there's problems. no doubt it has significant problems. But that's where I'm but at. Three five. It led into Blade Two, the Matrix, era. and the Matrix here. All the the leather, you know, karate. Yeah. Era. I know of the nineties. Yeah, nineties into the early two thousands. So. That Blade started it. Yep. I agree. It's your fault, yeah. Blade. Three, five, four. That is Blade. Yep. 3.7? Five. Five overall? Math. <laughs> All right. I was looking at you. You don't do halves. So I'm going to take a break because yes. I need to refill and yes. bathroom. We will be back in just a second. I'm going to leave the camera running. I promise we won't be in the bathroom. I'm not Dr. Disrespect who goes in the bathrooms at cons with people. Whoa. Yikes. I like you, guy. Hopefully you're okay, dude. Yeah, he's fun. He's that one viewer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Respect. (laughs) All right. 
Take a quick break, and we will be back with a review of Infernal Affairs. Check out Barbarian. Check, Check out Blade. Out. If you haven't seen Blade, what's wrong with you? Oh, what's wrong with Lord. you? If you haven't seen Blade? Yeah, Wesley Snipes is the greatest actor of the 1990s, outside of like other good actors. Yeah, <laughs> of his era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another good one. That's our review. <laughs> Uh, it's just so goofy when he does that. <laughs> she's the guy goes. Oh, it's like a Van Dam moment. It's a bad cut. I have to believe that's a bad cut that he was just messing around <laughs> yeah, on set. Yeah, like I we're fucking so. using that. Yeah, we're putting that in there. Cut. All right, be right back. Yep, same here. We're not using the bathroom at the same time. We might be swords. No. <laughs> Crossing swords. Swords. Michael first. Mm. He's singing air supply. I told on you. I mean, seriously, you should see somebody about. I agree. Ellen doesn't believe the talent. And if she's watching right now, how dare you? <laughs> Snappa. Hello, adventurers. You can use it. Oh. Oh. The fact that he's measuring on the screen right now. We've got <laughs> Barbarian on the screen. Justin Long being a complete douchebag. Oh. Trying to get every inch of square footage. Can't blame him. We all try to get every inch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Been talking to your mother again, eh? All right. Pretty hard line. Sorry. <laughs> 
All right, we're back with Basement Movie Room. And now we're reviewing the Hong Kong... I hope it's Hong Kong. Fuck, I don't remember. Um, hold on. We're going to look this up because I don't want to be stupid. Err. Err, yeah. <laughs> Infernal Affairs. 2002 film, wow. Infernal Affairs, made in... A country that is called Hong Kong. I hope. It is. It's Hong Kong. I'm right. So, Infernal Affairs you may be familiar with in that it was the inspiration for the movie The Departed, which uh, Scorsese directed, starring Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio, Martin Sheen, Matt Damon? Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Uh, Mark Wahlberg and like a host of other people. Vera Farmiga and just a fantastic. James Badgedale. Fantastic cast. Yeah. Nonetheless, this is the Hong Kong film starring Andy Lau and Tony Leung. Along with a number of other Hong Kong actors you are going to... Eight, ten years before The Departed? This was 2002, I think. And so the departed, the departed was, was like ten years ago. Yeah, it's two thousand two. The departed was two thousand six. So it's only Holy four crap. years. Yeah, it, was it, it seems ago? like a yeah. It doesn't seem like wow. long ago. Sixteen years. So four years. There's this movie wow. came out before the departed, which is the inspiration for the departed. Huh. And I mean, plot wise, you're gonna feel like I'm de- describing the departed. Yeah. Essentially, it's a mirror. Uh, the, the crime boss and the the cracked mirror. The cop that's in charge of organized crime both set people into the police force. Uh, Tony Lung plays the undercover cop, and Andy Galau plays the undercover douchebag. Yeah, the bad guy. Uh, Sam is the main bad guy in this movie. He is the Jack Nicholson reference. Uh, but we get this scene early on. and Well, let's just go. How did you like the movie overall? So, The Departed was a great remake of this movie. Departed here. This movie is just a click below. Yeah, I'm the other way around. See? Yeah. Because there's different things that happened in this movie that I liked a lot more in The Departed that stick out in my mind. Yeah. When I think of this type of movie, The Departed comes up. Yeah. So, couple couple scenes, big scenes that come to mind that I'll let you get to. Yeah. If I uh, really, remember. really differentiate The Departed from this movie, you know, which makes this one just a click below. But it's really enjoyable. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I, I like this movie a lot. Yeah, no, this is terrific. And I think it matters if you just saw Departed first, you probably prefer The Departed. If you. I feel like I am talking like an idiot right now. It's okay. Because I can't talk. <laughs> so, 
Inferno Affairs was first. 2002. Departed, 2006. If you show, show the Departed first. Jeez. I, I am. I shouldn't be doing this. This is fun. If you show the Departed first, you might like it more. If you saw this first, you might like it more. I like this one more, despite the fact I saw it after The Departed. I just think the story's tighter. I think, but I love The Departed because I think Scorsese kind of expanded on the story. Yeah. But I like the tighter story in this one. And, and ultimately, I think it gets to the point quicker and simpler because the part is like a two and a half hour movie this one's right. a solid like hour and 40 minutes yeah easier watch yeah it's an easier watch if you yeah. want to read subtitles at least yeah so but after a while so I, I do like this one more but it's very slight I mean yeah. there I mean Scorsese's style is just impeccable yeah. it's fantastic his style is just unbelievable and he I mean I'm gonna be honest straight up deft on some of the scenes in this movie. I mean, it's straight up deft. He redid some of the scenes in his movie exactly. Yeah. He changed them just a little bit. It's like, hey, can I copy your homework? Yeah, just change it a little bit, you know? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but this movie I think starts sooner than The Departed does. I think what happens in this movie is is like in The Departed, you get like a... Um, an extended scene of like their their training Matt Damon and Leo, Leo DiCaprio's training this movie it's pretty clear that Sam who is the Jack Nicholson clone Whitey Bulger in essentially yeah. clone for the parted Sam is the crime boss and he's recruited these six young men yeah, and he the, says oh you're gonna go in the police the parted is more linear yeah the parted doesn't doesn't really go into this full part. It doesn't yeah. show us there's multiple cops that go into the police force in this part. But this opens up directly with Sam, the crime boss, saying, "Hey, here you are, six guys. You're gonna go to the police force. You're gonna work for me, yeah. though. And I'm the crime boss. And Tony, uh, she has black not hair Tony at that Lund, time. Andy Lau's character, uh, granted, playing by a different character, goes in, and we see his training. And we also have the training of the other character, which is played by Tony Lung as a young man, going to the police force and and what they're doing, like how the police force is determining who's going to be on their force and who's going to be undercover. And you have another actor whose name I can't remember, who is like the police cat, not the captain, but the head of um, organized crime yeah. I think is essentially what he is and he's going through the recruits and trying to yeah. figure out who he who can, he can recruit to be his undercover officer did you ever see the movie The Recruit with Colin Farrell and yeah. Pacino and not, De Niro yeah it was De Niro yeah. or was it Pacino I don't know it's one of the two I think it was Pacino yeah it was Pacino but it's kind of similar to that wherein that they, they fail somebody out of the academy because they're going to be a an undercover right agent while all these yeah. other people yeah, believe they're going to be yeah, it, yeah. It, it's it's similar to that and it's before that so yeah. obviously i think that movie stole from this but similar to the departed one the billy costigan is leonardo DiCaprio's character in the departed and tony long's character in this which um yan or something like that i can't remember his yeah. name um 
Officer yeah, Officer Yan. Yan. There it is, right on the screen, right Perfect. where they needed it. He, he, he. They fell him out of that because he's going to be an undercover officer to go into the crime syndicate to be their undercover. Meanwhile, Tony, uh, not Tony Long, uh, Andy Lau's character is working through the department to become a police officer, aka Chinese Justin Long. That's that's Tony Long. Oh, Tony Long. Tony sorry. Long is is Chinese Justin Long. Got him mixed up. Sorry, Barbarian Part Two. Yeah. So <laughs> it, we're we're in the same plot line as the Departed. If you've seen that, because I, I mean, I'm I'm guessing more English speaking people have seen the Departed over this at least. So. We kind of show these these scenes of how it's working, how he's meeting with the main officer, and how Andy Lyle's character is talking to Sam and giving him information on what's going on with the police. And this is kind of a hard plot to explain without giving a ton yeah, away. A of, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a parts. lot of moving parts. Yeah. Like we we go over like 10 years before mm-hmm. the real plot gets started with Tony Lung's character um, being the, the the good guy in a bad situation and Andy Lau's character being the bad guy in a good situation yeah. where he's trying to work his way up to discover who the mole is in the apartment while Tony Lung being the mole is trying to discover who the mole is in, in the police force. And I, th- I think this movie like The Departed you concentrate on these two characters the yeah. whole time. Yeah. But there's more corruption on both sides. Yeah. That you don't realize or don't want to realize. Yeah. That's going on. Like who's on what side. Yeah. And but you're so fixated on these two characters that, you know, you just want to see what happens with them and you forget about everything that's going on. In both departments, yeah, you know both sides of the spectrum. Yeah. So, the, and right here on the screen is the stereo section, which is kind of referenced in Scorsese's film, but it's more outright, where both our main characters are listening to a stereo, because Tony Lung's character is a stereo salesman, and and I'm a big stereo guy. I love my stereo equipment. I'm always looking for better speakers, better amps, things like that. And it's like, this is just like, it's porn to me to see all these like, like, ooh. <laughs> it's stereo porn. Not actual porn. You know, no, no titties. <laughs> no. <laughs> but like, these tube amps that they're selling in this movie are, are amazing. And it's like, that's referenced in Scorsese's version with Matt Damon's stereo system. He's got Macintosh stereo system, which is my dream. I have an MA5100 Macintosh, which I love. It's very subtle. But it's made in the 60s. It's very, it's very subtle. subtle in that. But yeah. But Tony Lung's character and Andy Lowe's character are together in this scene at the beginning with with stereo equipment and, and, and Andy Lowe buying the stereo equipment from Tony Lung's character, who is working a real job outside of his his police undercover duty obviously and this this actually is a big plot point at you know with those two yeah yeah we get the the this, final this one of the final big, scenes this comes is a into big play. scene at the beginning that leads to something big at the end which is almost identical to the scene yeah. in the party but on a softer level yeah this i mean this scene plays heavy into this movie oh yeah yeah it does so 
as as we're working through the movie, and the plot's hard to describe without kind of screwing everything up for you. I'm not gonna super spoil the plot because it's it's a hard plot to describe. But it's it's basically if you've seen the part, it's very similar. Plot. Yeah, it's it's uh, a, it's Tony a, Lung's boss. Like I, said, like I said, it's a cracked mirror image. Yeah, yeah. Tony Lung's boss is bringing drugs into the country. He's trying to tip off the superintendent of the police for the drugs. Meanwhile. Sam's inside man, Andy Lau, is trying to figure out when they're getting these tips, where they're getting the tips from, who the mole is. And it just kind of, it's this cat and mouse game. There's that whole scene with the theater, which is very similar to the departed scene outside of the, you know, dildo that Jack Nicholson uses in that scene. But there's that whole scene that's very, very suspenseful, to mm. be honest. Even though it probably isn't actually that suspenseful, where Tony Lung's following Andy Lau, and Andy Lau realizes somebody's following him. He ducks around a corner and is trying to figure out who's following him because the phone rings behind phone him. Goes off. And Flip phone he, goes they, off. they never see each other. They right. never see each other. They don't know who each other is. Very in, well in The Departed, there's a knife. Like Matt Damon has a knife ready yeah. to kill Leo's character. In this scene, there's not that. But it's just like, it's the same difference. Because if Tony Long's discovered, he's dead. Yeah. He's just he's going to die. They both had guns on him. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. In the same vein, at some point, Tony Long and the superintendent, the officer, set up a meeting. They meet in a building and they realize they've been had. And that they're under discovery, and that you know he Tony Lang just needs to protect his cover. That the superintendent's yeah. like, I you know whatever happens to me, whatever happens to me, I'm a cop. They're always he gets killed. They're, they're always they're always they're always meeting on a rooftop. Yeah, and yeah. The the mole on the other side knows. He even brings it up in this. He's like, you cops like to meet on rooftops. Yeah. So yeah. they may lose rooftops. But at that point, the superintendent gets killed. He's the only one who knows Tony Lung's actual identity. Mm-hmm. And so Tony Lung's kind of hung up to dry at that point. And he has to make contact with the police again, where he makes contact, not realizing that the person he's making contact with is Andy Lau, who is the mole on the other side. He discovers it as he's sitting in his office and sees this document that he wrote on, which is directly the, the, the part of... Yeah, took this directly from this film that he had written this and he disappears but his identity has been deleted nobody knows he's a cop at this point and he sets up a meeting on the rooftop with Andy Lau which leads to a lot of other (laughs) I'm not going to spoil the ending but it, if you've it, seen the departed, if you've seen the party, you know you what happens. You know what happens. Except to an it's a little bit different. Yeah. It's a little bit different. Two sequels to this movie, not the departed. So yeah. So I, I mean, it's hard to kind of go into the plot of this movie without giving too much away. So I'm not going to go much into it. I just I want to talk about like Andy Lau and Tony Long because they're just fantastic in oh, these roles. Man. They're super good. I do miss the, like the Mark Wahlberg character, Dignan, yeah, in this movie because there's nobody like busting chops of everybody. He, yeah, that that character was totally erased yeah. from this version. Yeah, well, he was added to the part. Yeah, he was added to after. that. Yeah, and he's fantastic. I keep, I, yeah, I keep saying erased, but yeah, yeah he he was added. Yeah, and, he was uh, definitely added, and that was a and. A perfect ad. Oh, it's so good. Uh, two big scenes that I don't want to really go into, I guess, yeah, without yeah, spoiling. Yeah. I think people should watch this movie. Yeah, just yeah, watch the movie. There's two big scenes that stand out 
that when I think of the departed, two scenes is what does it for me. I'm like, oh. I'm going to say that building an elevator. Happen. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and room. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And the, the room scene's not, if it's the one I'm thinking, it's not going to happen. In this building. Version. Yeah. So three building, room, and elevator. Yeah. Not in that order. But. Yeah. But, I mean, when I think of Scorsese. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah, when I when I think of Scorsese's movie versus this, those are the three main scenes that stand out. When I think of this movie, there's a couple scenes that stand out. And they're subtle scenes. Yeah. Like being in the, you know when they're testing out the speakers that was a big scene and then at the end where that comes back in the oh yeah that's a big scene too yeah we don't have the love triangle in this movie no that we had in the other one it's fine yeah yeah didn't really miss it so yeah it it didn't need to be there and it's kind of ridiculous to be honest in Departed that we had that love triangle yeah so I, I think that's a better part of this movie so yeah so this is a well done movie if you didn't depart and like it you're going to like this one in my opinion yeah uh, you might like it better you might like it just as much you I might think, think it departed better I don't know I think it's going to add to the experience of watching the departed yeah I mean it doesn't take anything away it adds to it and no, you see where it came from yeah and how how a good director Everything can expand on a good story. Yeah, it's a fantastic story. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's uh, rating, that's in Affairs. Yeah, we go rating on this one. Feel yeah. free. It's a Criterion. I got the Criterion release of the Infernal Affairs trilogy. So this is technically a Criterion rating. Like I said, it's an anti-vinegar syndrome. It's a it's a click below The Departed for me. But this movie is at a four or five. Yeah, it's a four or five for me as well. Yeah, yeah. This is um, it's a damn near perfect movie. I think it has minor issues. Departed has minor issues as well, but I don't think it's significant. I think it's a must see. Yeah, I think they, um, I think they rush through like certain um relationships that need to be built i think that's just the nature of the way hong kong makes movies yeah but i mean you kind of need that kind of helps out with things that happen later on with certain deaths and yeah departures yeah so without giving any it's a lot shorter movie yeah so they had to kind of push things forward but Without this movie, we wouldn't have got The Departed. True. And Departed is an all-time classic. Got Scorsese his Oscar. Uh, Leo didn't get his Oscar for this one, but he got it later for The Revenant. Mm. But this is a fantastic movie. It's well-deserved of all its praise that it gets. And uh, I think it's better than The Departed. I, I do, just slightly. I love The Departed. I think it's a great movie. I watch it about once a year. It's, it's well-deserving. And this one as well. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. That's all yeah. I got on this one. Anything else? That's all I got.
All right, so that's uh, that's the basement movie room for this week. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, if you're listening to it on YouTube, this has obviously been split up into three separate reviews. Yes. So uh, thanks for enjoying those. And uh, we will see you next time on Basement Movie Room. Follow us on Twitch. Come back. Follow us on Twitter if it still exists at Com- this point. Comment. And comment, subscribe, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast, Basement Movie Room Podcast. Yep. Thanks for thanks for watching slash listening. We'll see you next time. Man, we nailed that one. Killed it.